the city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Greetings, Los Angeles. Welcome to episode 197 of the Heart of LAFC podcast. Uh, for this one, we're going to call it Crossroads. Why? Welcome to the midpoint of the season. Welcome to the crossroads. We are at a point where we have a choice. Either we turn this thing the right way and make a charge to the top of the table, or we go the way we don't want to go. So we are definitely at a crossroads. We'll see what transactions tonight, because also tonight is the deadline for MLS trades. So we're going to see where we're going to stand at the end of the night. It could happen. We could see a deal while we cover the show. Let me welcome my amazing crew tonight. We've got Tony. We've got Bam, the usual suspects. We've got Philly and the Scarf, from the defenders of the bank. Welcome, gentlemen. Philly, how are you doing today? I'm all right. Uh, my connection seems a little funky. Can you all hear me? I can hear you loud and clear, brother. All right, actually, I'm fantastic. I've exercised the demons of last night. I've nursed a hangover. I'm ready to go. Super excited to be on the show tonight. 197, my man. The Podfather... I guess 1.2, 1.0. You're a podfather at the end of the day. You're three episodes shy of 200. Amazing work, my man. Super excited to be here. Thank you, my brother. I couldn't think of having anybody else on but you guys when you get this close and in moments like this where, honestly, we, we, we need a little bit of healing. And uh, you guys are the perfect fit, I think, for that because you know the culture just as much as we do and how much we love this team. So thank you, brother, for coming on, Scarf. Thank you for coming on. Love all the stuff you're doing yesterday with the uh, Ted Lasso stuff. It was pretty cool, man. How are you doing, sir? Doing much better after, you know, 24 hours of catharsis. And I'm not going to lie, between the beat for your uh, your show's intro and calling it Crossroads, I now have Bone Thugs and Harmony in my head. I got a nice little vibe going right now. So, look, it, it was rough last night, but we're here. Or, yeah, last night. We're here to exercise the demons, my friend. It is. La it was last night, which is trippy that we're 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 going at it this soon because usually we need a few days to heal after a loss, and we're just like, nah, we're doing this raw. We're gonna rip whatever scab we have off and just let it let it go. Uh, so, guys, thank you for coming on. I know you were on till like three a.m. last night, creating your prod and getting that recorded. Dude, you guys are hardcore. You're making it happen. Of course, my boys Tony and Bam. Tony, how are you doing? Tired, exhausted. Uh, if Hurting. Most, hurting, yeah. If most people don't know, I was on the way to TJ at, to pick up my dad from Mexico. I almost, at the halfway through that game, I almost thought to just keep going to Mexico and pick up that, that for a second. <laughs> Dude, right? We'll talk about that as well because opportunity is what it is. Uh, Bam, how are you doing? Are you surviving? What's yes, up? Yes, just surviving. Yes, it was a ratchet day. LAFC losing, Matilda's losing, going back into lockdown, just over it all. <laughs> I, I get it. But you got to admit, you got to admit, if you're in the Olympics, you might want to try for a goal Olympico, right? Just just maybe? Yeah. Yeah. yeah just, just, gotta maybe, give, just maybe. You got to give her credit yeah. where credit was due. Uh, Megan Rapinoe did score a goal Olympico in the Olympics. And that... I don't. I can't think of anything more gangster to actually scored in the Olympics. So, shout out to her, man. That was pretty, pretty darn amazing. And if you're gonna lose, 
I know you're down a man, and it was yeah, but that's pretty brilliant hey. to make it settle that way. Yeah, yeah you got to be in it to, as you say, you got to be in to win it, and then you had the Boomers losing to Team USA. You had the gold, USA winning gold medals in the beach volleyball against Australia today. So just over <laughs> America winning. What is up with that? We're we're friends, right? We're all still friends, right? <laughs> we're meant to be. <laughs> well, whenever we play you in sevens, you know how that's going to turn out. So it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Yep, it'll be a loss. Yep. <laughs> we know. We know how it sits. And thankfully, we don't play cricket because that wouldn't end well either. So hey, I your, uh, I totally your, your swimmer beat Katie Ledecky, though, right? So there you go. You got. Uh, yeah. Was it twice? Yeah, it was twice. It was twice. Yep. I like it. I mean, not in her prime prime, but it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, we're surrounded by water. What else are we going to do besides swim? <laughs> I mean, when you're surrounded by it, you can't help but, like, utilizing it, right? I mean, it's just exactly. Kind of <laughs> cool. Well, we are here, of course, to exercise our demons tonight, talk about what's going on with our team, try to find some bright light in all of this madness. There are a few bright spots, if you can imagine. Uh, and, and figure out where we're going. Because you know what? It's not over. We're not dead. The sun rises again. Some players showed promise in the match. We can take it for that. And Ollie decided to come back home rather than completely losing her in the middle of the pregame. Jesus. That's that a bad omen to begin with. That's yeah. Terrifying. Right? I mean, really, I thought she was gone. I thought that was it. I was like, Dude, she's 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 not coming back. Like, is this really happening? For a split second, I thought, man, this is yeah. The wor- it couldn't be any worse. And then I was like, see, this is only fitting that we would do this on Ted Lasso night, right? I mean, uh, we didn't we didn't kill a dog, but we definitely screwed the pooch on the night. So <laughs> it's only fair, right? And and we all know how much Ken loves those birds, too. I was like, in the pit of my stomach, man, when I saw that, I was like, oh, my God. That was awful. Dude, when it came back and he, when she came back, his reaction with the, like, just catch it. Just get it over with. Get it over with, right? And let's not get too dramatic. Not take any chances. And he came past us in the north end. And you you could see on the look of his face, like, that was cool because it happened. But I never want to see that again. Like, <laughs> totally. Don't, don't ever know, do it again. Ollie is a rock star. You guys have to figure that. She's going to do things a little different than anybody else. Like any other bird, she's going to be out there. They'll do their thing. We've seen the understudies go. Yeah, she's special. And she's just proven it once again. So, you know, at least she was taking flight, unlike others on the night. And so I guess that's one way we can transition into the madness. So you all saw the game. It's not a shock to anybody went went down, but we got to figure out why. That's what we're all about here at the heart of LAOC is we can go after you at the what. We might even try to be the first at the what on occasion, but the why is what's lasting. That's what you really got to know. So that's why we're here. Of course, the big stories is, well, where was Blessing? That's one. And, of course, what happened with our center back situation? Well, in the center back situation, is probably easier to – explain tony did you want to give everybody the insight as to why we're in such a bad spot at the center back position <sighs> so pretty much early the day before the game i was just like you know twitter we see the post for eddie segura pretty much out for the season with cg ending surgery and i was just you know posting on our instagram just like 
you know, get well soon? How do you feel about Farfan and Blackman in the back moving forward? You know, because those are the two that will either inner switch or like play together. Little did we, I know, did everyone else know that that same day when they announced the injury report, Morillo is also injured as well. And let's just say we, we, okay, Farfan is young. He's still learning the position. He's still learning our system. He's still learning everything because, again, we run a 4-3-3. Recently, we've been running the new wingbacks situation. So he's been used to that. So we'll give him that. But we are a young team. So we'll just start with that. So there's a lot of miscommunication. Our, our back line without those two is, as most people have been saying, high school, college level, first year league at the end of the day, as you'll see when we talk about the first goal, which I don't want to talk about, but we have to talk about it. Because we, <laughs> we have to. Yeah, I would say this. Without Murillo or Segura, it looks like some of the – the teams we've thrashed in the Open Cup in the past, let's be honest, the way it was communicating, the way it was put together, it reminded me of a USL side on that back line more than anything else. Uh, and so there we are in that moment, of course. But to me, the other one that hurt even more in the system that we currently adopted uh, is Blessing and having Blessing out of the lineup. And nobody knew that was going to happen. This is something that's completely out of the blue. Allegedly, He's in Ghana right now, or he went to Ghana. And that's what we heard in the stadium. Like it was going down, like the whispers, right? Uh, as you all know, the situation with his wife being stuck there, not getting enough support to get her here. Um, I can't help but support him in this. You need to be with your family. Family is the most important thing in this world. And to be years apart, that's nearly inhumane. It is inhumane. So if Blessing needed some mental health time, if there was any player on the team that I would say, that's fine, you need your time off, this would be the man, Philly, Scarf. What is your take on the situation with Blessing? Look, Joseph, uh, we, we talk about it all – sorry. We talk about it all the time about how we, we could never do what we do without the support of our significant others. We are so lucky that they actually like each other more than Philly and I like to hang out with just us. So the fact that he's a professional athlete dealing with all the stressors of playing a professional sport at the highest level here in this country, I can't imagine what that must be like without her by his side, especially as we know, you know, first couple of years, there were some rumors, there were some things that were talked about, about, you know, his relationship status and everything. It seems like all he's been trying to do is to get his wife over here and be a family man and put it all together at such a young age, too. So I'm just heartbroken for the guy. And it's unfortunate that, you know, we haven't been able to make it work. The kid it's, gives it's his really all for sad. this team. Oh, seamless transition. No, it's... go for it. Go for it, Philly. Yes. Yeah, so what I was gonna get at was the what I was gonna get at is the fact that this kid gives it his all day in and day out. He is the heart and soul of this club. He plays with fire. He plays with passion. But if I can harness my old school eighties uh music love, like extreme, the song wholehearted, there's a hole in his heart that can only be filled by his wife. So if he needed to go back to Ghana to, to replenish that, to catch a little bit of uh, you know, so, some soul in his life. 
by all means, he gives it his all. There's never a question with that kid that he's not giving it his all. So if he needs some time to straighten some things out, God bless him. I hope he comes back, and I hope he comes back safe, and I hope everything works out for him. Exactly. I think that's a shared sentiment, Bam. Yeah, I know you're in the same same realm as us here. You just being separated from us is hard enough. Could you imagine a significant other? Yeah, it's just so hard. No, just going how much I know, like as you saw the song I put up for on my um, Instagram for this week's game mm-hmm. was to all of you guys. I miss all you guys wholeheartedly. You know, you guys are my brothers, my sisters, my family. I can only imagine what that would feel like for Latif. Going to a new country, playing the game you love, and knowing that after the game you can't go home, especially after a bad game, you can't go home, go into the arms of your loved one, and have them make it feel a little better. If he wants to go home, and as we always say here, get some home cooking, get some home loving, go for it. I do not hold any grudge whatsoever. He he wants a month, take a month. That's fine by me. He's earned it. There's no question. The one player on this team that's earned it is him, without a doubt. Yeah. So we're missing blessing, heart and soul of the team, in a game where we're already missing our two organized center backs that keep things together, that distribute out of the back, that keep the young kids in control. Let's be real about this, right? He, they, yep. Their heads are in the right place because those guys are barking at them all the time, and now they're gone, and they're left to their own, and we have to rely – on Tristan Blackman, Farfan, Kimun Juan on the outs, I guess, uh, Palacios, and then Edwards. So you basically have two guys that are really naturally wingbacks, and one's now looking more central. At least that's what it looked like on paper. What happened on the field wasn't what it was on paper, but it did look like that was on paper. And then the lineup listed us at two midfielders, which was a Tuesta and Cifuentes. And your top line of B-Rod, Rossi, Vela. And I think all of us looked at this and went, that's not even going to be what it's going to be when this thing kicks off. Like, there's no <laughs> chance it's going to hold. It's not happening. Right. And, of course, well, it didn't hold. And so, at times, it looked like maybe B-Rod was coming back into that midfield role. Then, at other times, it looked like Edwards was up to a 4-3-3. It was total chaos. It didn't make any sense to me. I, the whole, whole half, I'm just trying to figure out, like, what are you trying to do? Like, I know you're doing it wrong, <laughs> but what's the right thing that you're trying to do? And I could not, fi- I told the guys this, this morning, I, what was that in the first hour? I really, I still haven't figured out what that system was because it wasn't one. It wasn't one. Well, so, if, you go by, if you go by MLS.com, <laughs> we were playing a 3-4-3 with Edwards, Farfan, Blackman in the back. Plasso yeah. and Moon were midfielders. I thought it was a 5 2 Three, five two three. Yeah, right. five two three is what we yeah. saw. Yeah, that's like that's what I thought. And then I don't know. Again, like we said, it's we got well everyone playing everything. It was Asa, little kids, ten years old, running around. Right, Philly. Fire well, away, whatever bro. it was, it's whatever it was, it sucked. I mean, it didn't take long. Ah. Seattle starts smoking Seattle for Sporting Kansas City to start smoking us like a brisket. <laughs> so uh, that four three three that we switched back to in our last game, it. it, it it, the boys played a little better. And honestly, when he switched yeah. back to a 4-3-3 in the second half last night, they um, they didn't concede as many goals. They got a bunch of a bunch more opportunities. I mean, we, we 
chastised Bob for only utilizing that one formation over the course of the past couple of years. Now we're bugging him for going going a different system, but it, it, it's funny that we're complaining about every. I mean, we're constantly complaining in the squirrel. Obviously, we demand perfection and whatnot, but at this point, four three three, man, it's it's broken. We broke it. We need to, you know, we need to fix it. And four three three is where we need to go. It, it, you got to do what you what you can work with and what the guys are familiar with. So first half. I'm sorry, Tony, that I have to do this to you. But please, give us the moments that stood out in that first half. Then we'll talk a little bit of stats. I'm not going to give you guys much because it wasn't worth it. Go for it, brother. (laughs) I'll give you this. I'm going to literally jump the whole goals at the moment to literally sum up what our our game will be. Hold on. Let Let me look at these notes. Pretty much Kim to Kim to Edwards, and Edwards shoots a beautiful pat, a beautiful shot at goal, hits the post, and literally goes back to the goalkeeper like you had a yo-yo on it, and mm-hmm. that explains the whole game of our shots, the whole game. Now, mm-hmm. the first goal was the most ASO goal I have ever seen in the entire time i've been playing soccer watching soccer anything soccer there was literally a lapse of communication between romero and farfan we literally gift wrapped that goal gift wrapped that goal it was literally i don't know what happened and if you guys watch we'll, we'll post on we'll post it in our instagram but if you guys watch you literally see joseph and his reaction is literally all of us. Because you see, there's a there's a little at the end of that goal in the highlights. You see Joseph literally put his hands on the edge and just like yell. Well, I will tell you what happened in that moment. So I'll I'll be real. I saw the ball pop up, so he knew where it was going. Everybody knew where it was going, and it was going to be in an ugly position. Instantly, it's going to be right on the edge of the box, the one place that no nobody, if you're a defender or goalkeeper, wants a ball to fall. You don't because you're not sure if it's going to carry in, if it's going to just float and drop. You don't know. What you do know as a goalkeeper, though, is if I do commit to this, I got to kill people and make sure the ball is out of bounds. Like, that's pretty much your world. And I remember he took two steps forward and he stopped. Yep. Hesitated for a quick second. And I remember just yelling, keeper, like I yell like an idiot, right? Like, like I'm playing, right? <laughs> like as a kid, like I'm playing the game again. And I yell, like, God, you know. And then he goes, but it's still not at the pace. And that that hesitation is what killed him, right? That 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 it was in trouble. You knew it was gonna be trouble the minute it happened. And then the ball just drops. Like it just drops dead in front of the line. So at this point, he can't do much, right? He's gonna fly through the air. He can't use his hands. He can't do much anything. He just has to be a guy that disrupts at this point. And I'm like, well, he's no Neuer, so this is not gonna end well. And it didn't. It's just really unfortunate the way the ball bounced, right? Because it just, you couldn't get any worse with the bounce. You get to the one guy that you know is not gonna miss it. And that's that. And at that point, I, yeah, I basically, it was like coach Joe at the moment. I just put my hands on the, on the bar and I'm just going off and the face of disappointment and Tony found it on the highlights. So of course he's, <laughs> he's going to throw that on social media, like crazy uh, tomorrow to, to have fun with it, which is fine. It's fitting. It fits this episode rather well, but really to me, that was the first half was just that moment. And you don't, when you give a goal away to a team that's elite, like saying uh, like, like SKC, Forget it. Now you have to chase a team, and you're you're already down 
honestly but, three players that you knew going into the match. But so. Joseph, I, I don't put that actually on Tomas Romero. I put that on the fact that we kind of glossed over a little bit, or maybe we talk about it a little bit more. We have four wingbacks playing in a 5-3-2 or a 5-2-3, whatever it is that we're doing. That was the worst setup for Thomas Romero in front of him because oh, yeah. I, I actually think, you know, Tristan was late getting back on that play too. Maybe Tristan being the only true center back that's out there should have been a little farther back anyway. And instead of, you know, going after the ball or making a play on the man, he just runs back to play sweeper keeper back there, whatever he was doing. I, I felt so bad for the 11 that were out there in the first half because that lineup just set them up for failure. That formation was awful. And, and I felt bad for Thomas Romero because it looks bad on him, right? Because you mentioned it. He, he stops. He stutters for a minute. And we've seen him do that a couple of times recently in his last few games. And I think that's more of an indictment on what's in front of him and how they're communicating or, like you said, not communicating. It was such mm -hmm. a disappointment to see – how we reacted and played in those first 20, 25, 30 minutes with that, that five on the back line, because clearly we were almost back to what we were doing in preseason in the first couple of matches by trying to fit a bunch of square pegs into round holes. You got to yeah. give no, credit. It was where... the... Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> go for it. Go for it. Well, I was going to say, you got to give credit where credit is due. That was a great long pass that found its way in front of Kyrie Shelton. And I got to echo the words of Max. Fredos, when he said, you know, Kyrie was, uh, you know, a false nine for Sporting Kansas City. But after he met with Romero, he was more of a flattened nine. He took one hell of a hit down to the uh, down to the pitch. But what we do know, and we've seen this from the keepers throughout the past couple of years. We saw this with Tyler Miller. We saw this with Pablo Cisniega. They come out of the box. Zach Abdel, the goalkeeper coach for LAFC, tells these boys to be aggressive. And, I mean, he, he did hesitate. He was a bit too aggressive. He knocked the crap out of Shelton. He pushed Farfan completely out of the way. It just uh, so happened that Alan Polito was there to punch in the seventh goal. And uh, sorry about the audio. I don't know what the deal is. But you know, there's nothing Tristan Blackman could have done on that play. No, because they didn't see him coming. There's no way they see Romero coming on that play. And if they do, there's no way they're getting out of the way. It, it does sit on Romero simply because he was the man to make contact. He was the man to do it. And if you can make the commitment, you have to follow through. That's just the way the game is played. If he stays back and pulls a Miller, right? Because Miller's not going to come out and do that. Right. Right. Back in the day, who knows what happens at that point? It could be a breakaway because our guys aren't communicating. We don't know, but we're in the moment. It happens. Plays keep going. We see the goals keep dropping on us simply because guys aren't in position. They don't know where to be. They're getting caught flat footed. It's just chaos because you know what? They've never played together like this before, and you can totally tell. So you got to wonder, like, do you, you know, was it was it wise? Was it wise to put them? I know they've played, but that that formation. And then, if you know your back line is in trouble, why leave them so exposed with such a small midfield setup? Nobody deep, nobody really to support them at the top of the box. They're left for dead. That that is exactly what happened. They were left for dead, and we suffered for it. Yeah, no doubt. Gonna, yeah, I was gonna like I can go literally watching like all these goals since like honestly the second half we can talk a little bit more about, but we have to talk about mm -hmm. this first half. Like this is what defined the game and will define the game what happened after that. But literally the second goal, literally Salcio literally pulled Farfan away from the play, easy, just little pass in, easy goal. Sec the third goal, I felt like I was playing FIFA 
like you know the trick mm-hmm. shot goals like literally it looked like he it was like a no look shot like i was like yeah. what the hell i literally replayed it three times to make sure how that did that ball go in and it, it literally pe- felt like someone was controlling skc and fifa and literally doing a trick shot we yeah it, it's it, we, we fun just with it. exactly so we did our, our again our defense, we have professionals. And again, at the end of the day, once you reach this level, it doesn't matter what league you are. It could be anywhere in the world. Once you read the top league of your country, you have to be accountable for everything. And you have to play good. Saying that, there is no excuse. We need to do better. Luckily, we, we can get Murillo back maybe next game. We don't know, again, the extent to his injury. But we have to develop or there's going to be a lot more change. And again, we're still waiting for the confirmation of who we're going to sign. We'll go into it later on. Who is rumored mm-hmm. to come, come inside? Cause again, yeah, we'll, rumors, for yeah. Sure. on the yep. show, we'll do rumors on Instagram. We won't talk about that until it's proven, but yep, that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Joseph, go I, got a, I got a question for you, Joseph. I am the least, qualified to be talking about tactics and formation my two years of playing ayso as a keeper does not at all qualify me to be the tactician but uh, are you i want to know your take on this do you have an issue with the 352 as a whole or as i said on our podcast last night i have an issue with running the 352 or 532 whatever form format you want to call it by not having your two center backs in there. If we if we run this with Segura and Mario, I think we're fine in the 3-5-2, right? I mean, look, we haven't scored more than two goals in either formation, 4-4-3 or 3-5-2, 5-3-2 hybrid either way. But how, how did we think it was a good idea to run this without those two center backs? I think that's the biggest thing. And then playing onto what you said in the midfield, then put Poncho out there as more of a defensive or a holding midfielder other than you get Sifu, who's very good at going forward, not so good at coming back sometimes. No, there, there's honestly none of them. And Atuesta's the only one, and he's isolated at this point. And look who he's got around him, because they flood the midfield. SKC yeah. floods their midfield. That's how they play the game. They flood it, kick it to the wings, cross you to death. That's what they've always done. They don't change. That's what Peter Vermees likes to do. They build the team around this system, and it never changes. So why would you go... And make an anemic midfield setup against a team that will flood you there. I don't get it. It's tactically inept. That's what that is. So what when you say do you like the five three two or do you you know the wing back setup? Yeah, I love the wing back setup because honestly, I believe it's designed for Kim. It's designed for him. Right. He came around and it works with him. The problem is he was pegged back this game because he had no support. He didn't have a chance to do anything because of the rest of the setup. What it also requires is a center back that runs the show. And that would be Segura. Yeah. Cause even Murillo in that position struggles a bit. You see mistakes from him in that role. That's not his. He's more better. He's better off being a little to the left, right? The guy next to Segura. Segura is the leader. So if you don't have the two guys that you can rely on in the middle, and you're using inexperience, that is an advanced system that's going to set you up to fail. Partially, in my case, I think they would have been better in a 4-4-2. I know it sounds like, really, a 4-4-2? Yes, why? Because they all know how to play it. 
Everyone knows how to play it. You grow up with it. It's not a shock to anyone. You know how to break it down, yes, but if you can play it, you'll be fine. And if you look at what we had out there and you play that system, at least you got the midfield covered. You'll survive. But it it was, to me, again, it was a situation of overcoaching, right? Oh, the system will win the day. It doesn't matter who's out there. The system's going to win the day. And, And, yeah, it failed miserably miserably so first half we saw how ugly it was second half of course was a different story and you're like why was it a different story well right away the changes occur you take farfan out in the 46th minute you take edwards out in the 46th minute this changes things for us you're like well who came in what was the big deal well i look at the lineup and you have fall come in for the first time the kid is in the game and he's got a ton of promise you have Janela coming in. Well, there's your guy that can hold in the midfield, right, Scarf? Yep. There he is. And then later on, Moose comes in, Duke comes in. But but really, just those two changes right there stabilized things for us. It was a different game for us the minute you made that change. Because why? Falls a central defender. He's raised a central defender. That's what he does. It's natural to him. It's not going to be a shock. And what does Janela do? He shuts things down. Slows the game down. I know we don't get excited all the time with the way he plays. It's a little vanilla. It's safe. Safe is okay in a situation like this when you just stop the bleeding. Yeah. It's fine. You know, so I give Bob credit. His second half changes were exactly what you had to do in the moment. He saw it. He made the right changes. But his first half, he owns that. He has to own that. That is all him. 100%. Going forward, uh, Bam, what was your takes from the second half thanks to these quick changes, and what did you see that that stood out for the second half? Um, Just the way that we played was a lot better. We just were able to shut it down. We played decent football. The one other Mm -hmm. change I would have done is probably would have started with him because we were missing them, have Harvey in, have an old head in the back. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it'll it'll be like... um, having the 18-year-old come in and go, what do I do? You need that old person next to him to just say, look, this is what you do. Yes, he's not as quick as he used to be, but he can bark orders. He's got the football brain. Let him take control of the back line. Plain and simple. You know, Polito's not the youngest and the fastest in the world anymore, and he just played in the Gold Cup. So I think Harvey with a stable defender next to him wouldn't be a bad choice because Harvey could just play consistent. Look, Not consistently I, great, folks. I think Bob missed out on a huge opportunity, Joseph. You just have Harvey continue to warm up on that back line in front of the north end there, <laughs> and he constantly barks out orders from there. You don't even have to sub him in. He's kind of doing the same role, prepping for a coaching role one day. I think that was kind of a missed opportunity there for, for Bob. But, you know, we talk about it all the time. Like, everyone gets so upset about Bob Bradley. Like, oh, you, you Philly, you touched on it just a minute ago. Oh, you've only run the 4-4-3 or 4-3-3, and now here we are. He switches it up. But in Bob's defense, I think, Joseph, the way you said it is absolutely true. He owned it in that first mm-hmm. half. He owned his first half by going full sail change the other way, switching out of formation. And I appreciate Bob recognizing in the moment and continuing to coach as if he is going to turn it around eventually, which, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it in a little bit, I'm sure. But after the... The 80th minute, it might be a combination of the fact that we were already down 4-1 and Sporting didn't care anymore. 
but we dominated the last 10, 15 minutes with lots of quality chances too. We didn't just own possession. We didn't just, you know, string passes together. We actually had chance after chance. So I actually appreciate Bob's coaching a little bit more in this match than I feel like I do in most matches. I completely agree. It was a different team once the substitution started coming in. He did the right thing. He did make the right moves, and they have to give him credit for that. If I'm going to give him credit for anything, I'll give him for that. He can't kick the ball, right? He can't finish. That's not his job. He puts right. people in there to do that. And if it's your most high-priced guys that are paid to finish and they still don't finish, there's not much Bob can do at that point. That sits on the guy that gets the big paycheck. Yeah, exactly. The only Simple. other... The only other Bradley is playing in not here. You know what I mean? That's the only one that right. has his mind, and we don't have him. So, Right. So that's not going to be an issue for us. Now, I will say this. The one thing that did hurt once again in the second half was the goal against. Another one that's launched out from the same place they always seem to get launched from, and we get hit on the back post with another darn header. It's like carbon copy. We've seen this three matches already in a short span, and the crosses all come from the same zone. Right. What's up with that? Why can't we deal with that? Is it, it's almost like a cheat code in real life. <laughs> oh, if I just pull up right here and launch one, well, you know, it is going to drop and it does it again. So you, you got to wonder what's that all about and why can't we make an adjustment to prevent that type of play? Which I know they're going to say, well, it's well, you have three in the midfield. There's no one out there. Well, yeah, pretty much. Right. Yeah. That that's that's the the death of the four, three, three is if you can't press all the time, then you run into this situation. That would be the And say, also, but, a, a beautiful yeah. pass by the old man, too. We, call, we called him Moonlight Graham Zussi on our, on our pod, but it, he, had, he had two beautiful assists. I mean, he also had the assist on the video game goal that Tony was talking about earlier. You know, it's, yeah. it, he's out there with that old man YMCA basketball game, just kind of <laughs> all of a sudden you look up and it's like, wait, we were playing to 11. How did he have eight of the 11? What just happened there? Like, that's that's Graham Zussi out there on that pitch. Those were two clinical passes for those goals. He's playing like a national player again. It's so bizarre. He's having a vintage match. That's what he had. Dude, he had some fight in him, too. It was actually entertaining to see how much he had in him because in his face, he was like going to war. Yeah. No doubt. He was going, ah, yeah, I was pissing him a few times. He yelled at him a few times. Like, I think we all were because he was playing rough, right? He always does. But yeah, he was in he was in a special mode. Um, I will say this for the second half. You could tell though that Kansas City was kind of letting off the gas a little bit. It, it was happening. The only thing is they got to the point where they let off to the, let off the gas enough where it actually looked like we might have a chance to make a comeback in the last 15 minutes. And Scarf, and you've said it yourself, but you, really we did have the chances to make a comeback in that short period of time. Yeah. Um Philly, Philly, your favorite player, man, Danny Musovsky. Now, all right, I, I hope I'm still not having audio issues. That's why I've kind of been piping down. I always have a lot of things to say. Danny Musovsky, look, he's not, he's not the biggest rock star in the world, nor is he the highest paid player on this team. However, for the, amount of, for the amount that we pay him, his output is actually quite tremendous. Last season, he was a breath of fresh air, finding the back of the net more often than not. He comes into this match scoring a goal, putting us in there, and nearly having a brace. Moose was a bit of a menace with Melia. He was doing his thing, trying to find his way into into the box, and then I got to tip my hat off to him. After God Kinda kind of killed us on that header by Graham Zuzzi, you, you thought the boys might take their foot off the pedal and kind of pack it all in and call it a day. What I will say is they kept the fight in them. They 
kept going. And there were opportunities. Moose breaks the goose egg, puts, puts one up, nearly has a second. And plenty of other opportunities ensued where we got we could have came close to Titans matchup. Some of those opportunities converted. Look, we get time, time after time after time, we get chances. Our problem isn't so much creating and finding opportunities. It, for whatever reason, we just can't seem to score a freaking goal. And that's where our problem is, to not, man, to not score more than two goals. And at this point, we're halfway into the season. To not score more than two goals per game is ridiculous to me, especially with the talent that we have on our side. Going on that too, you sit there and think, when was the last time that from a free kick, we made the keeper safe, do a safe? Yeah. Our, our free kicks from outside the box has been horrendous. They end up in the top of the grandstands. Which is what we saw yeah. from Vela, right? On that, that near PK that was that was called back. I mean, and even before that, Vela misses a bunny right there, right in front. I mean, there were you, you mentioned it, Joseph. We had we could have scored three, four goals in the last ten minutes of the match. Imagine yep. what the feeling would have been like had we left that game four four. Had we left that game 4-3, then you're looking yeah. back and, and you're lamenting the first half even more, by the way, if that happens and we lose 4-3. But I thought it was unbelievable the way that everything opened up. And I'll say this, for me, the bright spot was actually Mamadou Fall. I thought that his ability yes. to stay collected, and you kind of felt like Bob got in his ear and said, look, here's your exact role. I need you to do only this. And he did it so well, even... Coming up, I mean, he was fired up when he thought he earned that PK. Love seeing that from the kid. Apparently, Bob only puts him in against Sporting because those are the only two games that he's uh, appeared in so far. But absolutely right, right. loved what I saw from him in those final 45 minutes. So I was going to bring up some isolated stats on some players, and I'm happy that you brought up Fall because Fall is one that stood out to me just in the little stats that he had for the 45 minutes that he played. His expected assists were at .22, which means there was something there. Right. It was almost there. There was something being created. He had 20 accurate passes on the day, created two chances from his role. OK, awesome. he had an 80 percent pass success rate on the day. For a kid, that's pretty darn good from the position he's playing in a clogged midfield. That's not bad for the kid. OK, right. So other things, you know, he has um, I want to bring up where was it at here? Defensively speaking, duels one. This is a trip. The man got into eight duels. You know how many he won? Eight. I'll go eight. Yeah. He didn't lose a single duel. The kid, not a I single duel. I love it. Uh, dribbles attempted three for three. So when he chose to move the ball up, he was successful. So that means you're 100% on duels and dribbles as a defensive player, right? Fouled once, uh, tackles attempted. Uh, Two for three. All right. So everything on his stats shows me a player that's got a ton of promise for our side. This is a kid to watch. He could be a solution as the season progresses because we do have an injury that's long-term now. You're going to see minutes from him because he's going to build confidence, and he's going to get confidence from the coach if he keeps playing like this. This was a good day for him. He was one yep. of the guys that turned things around on the day. And, Joseph, you mentioned that he's actually a center back. Right. That's the other big thing. We don't have many of those if Mario and Segura are down. He is a center back. Simple. 
You know, it works. You know, you look at some other players. Uh, Janela was decent on the day. If you look at his stats, he was fine. Uh, the other one that I wanted to bring out in my ISOs is actually not a positive. It is a negative, and you're going to be like, you're picking on him again. But you know what? Forget it. I have to. If you pay a man the money, he gets paid. He comes back like he's a big shot from Europe, and so we got to take him back and be cool with that. Then we gotta we gotta ask for some accountability. So let's talk accountability. All right. The guy plays for a little over a half, right? Whatevs. You know how many shots B Rod had in the game? Oh no. It's real easy. Zero. Yeah. Zero shots as a winger. Nothing to show for. All right. Let's get further into it. His pass success rate was forty two percent. Okay. So if you're not, not cutting into score goals that means you're cutting out to create plays and you're at 42 percent you're like okay well you're just being mean to him okay cool well his job is to set people up you know what his expected assists were on the day who wants to give me a good guess don't look at the paper yet people i cheated zero point yeah i cheated zero one so you're saying there's a chance chance. There was as much chance of rain at the bank as there was of B-Rod setting up a goal. (laughs) That is the hard truth. I know. Shake and bake looks pretty. That's great. Dance beautifully, but you fall when the points count. And he fell when the points counted. That's why he got out of the game. And here comes Moose, right? Scalpel versus hammer. The hammer finishes. The hammer doesn't overthink it. I have to nail this nail into wood. That's what I do. And he does it. Yeah. Sometimes that's all you need. Fine by me. So that's my take. The other thing is shots for the day. We had 12, only one made it on goal. Moose, the hammer. There it is again. Uh, Expected goals. You're talking about the difference between first half and second half. Expected goals on the day. We were a 2.77. That's what ours was. Theirs was 1.72. But here's the fun part. Our first half expected goals was 0.71. Kansas City's was 1.34. Second half, after we make these necessary changes, our expected goals were 2.06. Theirs was 0.38. They were done for the day. They were done for the day. They got one because, well, cheat code, right? Uh, But we still showed that we had two in there, right? Two solid ones. And honestly, we all saw the chances. It was more. So apparently when we play a system that you've been training for three years and you go back to it, what a shock people get the program. Uh, it shows. And it also shows certain players aren't earning their keep. And yeah. that's got to be called out for certain. Uh, so that's that's the ISO stats today. I don't think we need much more than that. Um, any other reactions from you gentlemen before we take it out to the crew and see where their takes are for the day? I'm going to say this. Sporting Kansas City coming into this game was the highest scoring team in the Midwest. As a result of last night, they are now the hottest scoring team in the Major League Soccer. Only a couple of points shy of that supporter shield. Sporting Kansas City is a team to be reckoned with. Daniel Shallowy making a really good case for MVP. He's only one goal shy of tying Raul Ruiz Diaz for the lead in terms of Major League Soccer. We could be looking at the 2021 Major League Soccer Cup champions 
this year. That's how good Sporting Kansas City was. I thought we played them extremely well when we visited them at Children's Mercy Park. But, I mean, they again, they smoked us like a brisket. Daniel Shalloween, old man Graham with the barbecue sauce. They, they handled us quite well. And, you know, tip my hats off to them. Bob from Jersey. Peter Vermees from Jersey. We got two coaching titans from Jersey. Peter Vermees outcoached and beat up Bob. Agreed. 100%. I can't help but feel like Vermees probably played it soft in the second half for the sake of his Jersey boy brother. Uh, you you <laughs> got to wonder. You got to wonder. So let's take it to the crew here. Uh, looks like a couple things. Jason Lemus. Hey, man. Happy to have you on the show tonight. Uh, when Ollie almost left the bank, that set the tone. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> And then he says, I want more of uh, Mbake and Quesada. Yeah, let the kids play. If they're going to earn it, let them play. Well said, sir. Uh, Hooligan Hawks, I still need one of those Richmond scars. Dude, I still need one of those <laughs> Richmond scars, man. You're not alone, brother. If I can secure two, I know where I'm sending the other one. There we go. Uh, Jason Lemus, no Segura, no Murillo. Yeah, I mean, that was a big story. It was. Uh, but you can weather it if you do it right. We showed that in the second half. Uh, Mark Lopez, uh, more potters than we got defensive players on the squad right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Marvin Chavez, I want to see more of Quesada, Moon, and Farfan have been so bad at defending. Blackman is good, depth. Fall is great, but still too young. You know, I'll yep. say this about age. How old was Iker Casillas when he earned the starting role at Real Madrid? 19. 19. I guess they can play at 19. How about Mbappe? How old was he when he won a World <laughs> Cup? Right? They're kids. That's football. How about Pele? Pele was 17, scoring a bunch of goals in the World Cup. It can be done, but obviously we're talking world-class talent versus MLS talent. Well, we'll, right. we'll, go, we'll go even more with me and, uh, me and uh, Philly over here. How old was Rooney when he first started? 16, 16. at Everton. Exactly. Yeah. So it's possible. Yes, it's world-class talent, but a baller's a baller no matter what age. You know, this is the pond he the pond he swims in. It's not a world-class pond, let's be honest. So, hey, good luck to him. It was a good start. Let's hope he can he can run with it because we're going to need him as this goes along. Uh, Mark Lopez, how bad is Murillo's injury? So it's a hamstring pull, hamstring strain, whatever you want to call it, which means it's a mystery. <laughs> Soft <laughs> tissue injuries are always a mystery. Right. So we don't know. We don't know how long, but we've heard some promising things like it could be back as soon as San Jose. Honestly, if I'm the team, I don't play him against San Jose. I rest this guy, make sure he's 100%. He probably won't even play in the all-star game because why would you risk it? And let him come back pissed off, angry, and ready to kill Carson. I'll take uh, that. Yeah, rest him through the all-star break. Love that. Most of our guys, like, I was hoping nobody got picked, right? So can rest. Jason Lehman, blessing is the heartbeat. 100%. Uh, Ego Corral, where is our new center back? Oh, baby. I hope the rumor comes true if he's healthy, but we'll talk about that in a few. Uh, Jason Lehman's personal issues with Heath, 100%. We did cover that earlier. Thank you, brother. Marvin Chavez, not that bad from what Bob said. A few weeks might even be considered for the next game, but unlikely. There it is about Murillo. Thank you, Marvin. Smalls Kenobi, thank you, Moose, for not letting us die too bad. <laughs> Hope. Cheers Hope to that, eternal. <laughs> Well said, Smalls. Nestor S. Heard of the team will look like different by the end of 831. Uh, what do you guys think that means, predictions, and what those changes might be? 
Well, I mean, I think all of us thought maybe Rosie was heading out the door this week, right? Yeah. I think that was everybody's rumor that he was out the door this week. Maybe not. It'd be shocking, to be honest. I'm really surprised he's still on with us. Uh, 100%. There could be changes, of course. I think the back line, you're going to see somebody else come in. They have to. It's an emergency situation. Uh, more kids into the mix. We saw a kid from Vegas get pulled up. Peruvian kid. He's actually very up. promising as a player. Oh. Right? So he's going to be legit, guys. Trust me. He's going to be good. He's he's not a liability. That's for certain. Um, he's been really standing out. Could he be playing more in Vegas just under contract with us? Maybe for playtime. But he's going to turn out to be a, a, a good one. That's for sure. There'll be other changes. I mean, the fact that you're going to see a new striker in the next game against San Jose potentially, and we'll talk about that, is is a change because now it's not relying on B-Rod. Now you've got Rossi on the outside and Vela on the outside, and you have an actual target that's not going to take 12 shots and only get one on goal. He's going to get them on goal. So feel good about that. As long as he, as long as he uh, takes shots, he's doing better than someone else. Right? Right. I mean, do you guys have any other thoughts on what you think is going to be coming in? Well, look, I think the, the most important thing is what we already know is in, right? Chicho at the yeah. nine. I think that, that mm-hmm. giving, giving Vela and Rossi a true nine for the first time it is going to be so much fun to watch because you already know you have world-class talent on both sides of that nine, right? So if Chicho can come in and just be that facilitator, I think that that's the death knell for the 5-3-2, 3-5-2, whatever it might be, right? Then then we're for sure done at least rolling out that formation. And, and so I think, look, most important thing is what we've already got here. But again, if those rumors are true, that's going to be a fun addition at center back. Oh, the one we're mentioning if he's healthy. I don't right. know how he is with the concussion protocol. What? Yeah. We're talking about a, yes. We'll talk about it in a few minutes. That's yeah. for sure. Uh and he might get announced while we're talking. So guys keep pay attention to your phone. I've, that I've, been funny watching, for... I've been watching Twitter. Don't worry. I'm ready. I know. There we go. <laughs> right? They're all they're all checking while I'm trying to get all the buttons here. So uh <laughs> blessing gives his life to the club. That is true, Jason. We love him. Uh, where did you hear 831 transfer market closes today? For us, it closes today, but not other places. So yes, correct. we can still lose players. Yep. Yeah. We still have a subtraction. But in addition, and honestly, a deal could be done today that you're not going to hear about for a couple days because things have to clear. Contracts have to be handed out. It, Yeah. Approvals have to occur even within the league. So something could delay for two days. You have no idea. But it could have been a deal that's already been done. Uh, so yeah, we just got to wait and see on those hot take moves would be our top scorer If you played more often, not so hot take. I don't think that would be the case at all, but he'd definitely get five. I think at this point, that would be a lot for us, you know, <laughs> for sure. Uh, Jason Lemus, we might see Christian Arango this Sunday. Shouldn't be too far away from starting. I agree. I still think he's going to be limited minutes, uh, coming in in the second half to torch some folks. I, I think that'll be a beautiful thing to see him come off the bench and just have a run out. I'll take that. Right. Uh, Marvin Chavez says, uh, too hot of a take. He hasn't done much for LV lights. You know who has? You're right. Cal has Cal performed Jennings. way better than him. Yeah. Cal's flying. I think he's got, what, six goals in 10 games? Six goals, three assists yeah. in 10 games? He's flying in the USL right now, which he did that before he came here. So Yeah, with, with uh, Indy 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so it's amazing what happens when you guy give a guy regular play time in the eleven. It's amazing what happens. <laughs> I can't help but feel that he needs a better chance here. And you guys are like, well, yeah, we only saw him once or twice. It's 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 middling, you could say. 
Uh, Marvin Chavez, besides Arango, uh, will be our striker, one hundred percent. Yeah, I think we we got it. We got one. Don't want to overhype him because he hasn't played for us yet, but I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, don't want to hear excuses about the defense because why wasn't this game three four or four four? Yeah, but this is football and it should be one zero, right? I mean, you know. But yeah, the scoring should have been there. You're right. We should have made a comeback. I agree. Uh, they let off the gas. We should have made them pay for that, and we didn't. We tried. Right. We certainly tried. We tried. Yeah, you get you get that that participation you get that trophy aim that means for nothing. <laughs> it, it just brings me back to the old Dennis Green football coach. We are who they thought we were, or whatever it was. Right. Like I feel like. <laughs> We played exactly to whom we have been all season. And, yeah. you know, we, I think he ends this line with, we let him off the hook, right? And I feel like we let them off the hook. It would have been so nice to come back with a point in this one for sure. I, I even go, went to, what is it? Who was it? It was the Jets. It was the old Jets. I forgot his name. But it's, we, we play to win the game. <laughs> yeah. Literally how I felt. Like, we yep. play to win the game. That's, that's what we did, but we couldn't win it. But at the end of the day, that's what it is. Our best games this season is when we've seeded possession and simply got plucky with it yeah, and took away. Absolutely. Yeah. And Tony, that so, was Herm Edwards, by the way, on that quote. Herm there it is. I was like, I remember that quote. I'm just like, it just repeats. It's it's that one. That one's on repeat for me. Practice? We're talking Practice. About practice that never goes away oh. and, and by the way the fact that ted lasso used that like word for word in an episode <laughs> is the greatest moment in ted lasso that was incredible by the way as we're speaking i think the latest episode of ted lasso comes out tonight it's already yeah. out yeah so well, oh man i guess what i'm gonna do tonight midnight hour and a half hey there it is guess who's editing and watching ted lasso hey <laughs> like i edit <laughs> Whatevs. Uh, <laughs> what is Mark saying? Mark Lopez says, I'm not saying Moose is a star. Romero was looking bad at LV with that squad. Uh, but with our system, most strikers will do well. Definitely looking forward to quality striker getting it done. Exactly. The service will be there. You just need to bring uh, except for B-Rod, apparently. But the service will be there. <laughs> Moose got a decent amount of games with very lack. Yeah, no, he wasn't playing. on. I, I, we discussed that. Like The game that they played against Carson and Carson was probably the worst game I've ever seen Moose play. Ever. And I'm like, this guy isn't even playing like a professional right now, which is true. And he's been bad. It is true. Uh, but somehow, some way, he, he did it on the night. Like I said, hammer, hit, nail. Right? He got service and he finished. Don't have yeah. to think about it. Just get yeah. the job done. Uh, Nestor S throws out the I saw 5 2 3. Rossi eventually dropped and became a playmaker, which doesn't. Have... Yeah, see, they, they, they gave it up and went back to the 5 3 2, which I doubt that was even Bob's choice. It was just the boys feeling mercy. Right. And sad times for sure. Uh, here's my hot take from Marvin Chavez. I've never been convinced by convinced by Romero, Farfan and Moon. Moon is a right wing back. He does terribly at right back because he can't defend well enough. I will say this. Uh, he did OK in the few minutes we saw against the Galaxy and Carson. He did OK in that one. Um but, yeah, I think you're right. He feels a lot more freedom if he knows there's a center back behind him and he can get he can get busy, basically. Sure. So I agree he's better as a wing back. I do like our wing back system more than anything else, but we need the right soldiers to do it. And if you can't, you simply can't, and you do what works. Be pragmatic. Yeah. Is Marvin always this positive with his comments? Uh, he's usually super positive. He's just very angry yeah. today. Unless He unless can be. You've earned um, that right, Marvin. Unless uh, Marvin we're talking Chavez, about 
Right wing back. Okay. Throw-ins and free kicks. Throw-ins yeah. and free kicks. Uh, Javier, sorry, just joined. Have you talked about how bad Romero is without a good defense? Sort of. You know what? Everyone is bad without a good defense. There isn't a single goalkeeper that's going to be good with a bad defense. If you put Neuer out there, he's still letting two of those in. Easy. Straight up. Right. Still two drop. Calm. The other two, not so much. Yeah. But two would drop. Right. You're not stopping those. Uh, also, Casey uh, agreed. Uh, they're racing for the supporter shield. They're top of the West. They are challenging a, a Seattle Sanders side that looked untouchable, and now they're not anymore. So there goes that. Uh, we have, I disagree about Moose. In the beginning of the season, he was giving opportunities, and he was flat. Uh, missed many chances. We just don't have a quality striker. Hopefully, Arango is the piece, and that is the plan. That is the plan. Hot take, Northen is the only all-star worthy LAFC thing we got going for us right now. I agree. There should have been 3,252 scarves handed out last night at the end of that match because they were really the ones putting in the work for the full 90 minutes. No question. They were the ones. That was it on the night. Uh, enough suffering. We still sang through. Credit to everyone who did it. Honestly, my voice right now is more cracked than it's been in any game this season. I think I yelled way more than I've ever done in a match for this. I actually, I, I, I thought you guys in the in the North End were louder at the start of the match than at any other match that I had attended this season. That's you know we we sit off to the to the side and it was it was noticeable. It was definitely noticeable. Thirty two fifty two came to play. Yeah, we were there was some anger. That's for sure. That's for because you know as a supporter, the only way you're going to get through is to grind. And if you're the one grinding, it inspires players, especially the young ones. It does. And they will say that to you. Like, they, it gives them the energy. It gives them the confidence. You know, if Romero has this moment, are we turning on him? No, we back him. Tell him to keep going. Short memory. Keep moving. Because we know what he can do. And, yeah. and I will always say this. I will dog a player for lack of effort. I will not dog them if they have a mistake, if they put in a full effort. Right? If you're yeah. paying a kid... 60 grand a year and you're expecting him to make the same plays that the guys are making millions a year you're out of sorts yeah you're expecting too much right you get what you pay for and that'll be mistakes on a young kid you got to move forward for yeah. sure oh yeah if, you, if you're out there as a as we say in australia stealing a wage as a player then i'll go in for you if you're there giving you 100 percent, i'll let, let a lot right. slide yeah right and sometimes the numbers show it. I'm sorry, B-Rod, but... You're stealing a wage. Yeah, he wasn't earning his keep. Uh, Mark Lopez, nice. Nestor, my, my Moose hot take was well, more of a shot at the rest of our attack than hyping up Moose. There it is. Example, example. Uh, Smalls Kenobi, I love a Twesta, of course, but I swear, Bob, he lost every one-on-one last night. No, he was off. I think a lot of guys were off, but I think he was isolated. That's why. He had no, he had no room to move. It's the formation. Yeah, it's the system. Totally. Uh... Pablo Ramirez, Javier Romero, uh, Pablo, geez, I'm blind. Uh, Romero is not bad. One mistake does not make you bad. He is yours. He's going to he, he learn from this mistake. Yeah, I feel sorry for him in training today because I know how Zach trains people. It's going to be a hard day. Uh, not bad goalkeeper is not going to win you MLS Cup. You need an elite goalie. I still think this team I isn't know. going to win the MLS Cup. <laughs> I'm not even think. I'm thinking about the playoffs, man. I'm, yeah, seriously, MLS Cup should be an afterthought for right now. This is not a cup team. 
Be real. Not at all. Right Not now? Not at all. No. Get with it. It ain't it. Unless something special is going to happen in the next 24 hours and some big name's showing up and it's going to be all right and everybody's staying on. Nobody's getting sold off. Maybe. But it's going to be hard. You need a replacement for Segura. And if you don't have that, it's going to be a long season. Uh, Louis V, looks like Bob was running an experiment with this lineup. He was. And it blew up in his face. Quite literally. Yeah. Uh, Marvin Child is top five goalie at the very least. Romero is not near a top five. Do, yeah. Do we, think, I, I, do, do we think Eloy Room is a top five goalie? Do we think no, he, he just has a good defense. I, then that, that's who won the cup last year. I'm just saying, like, Eloy Room was the cup winning keeper last year. Oh. I, I look around the league and Seattle Sounders, you know, have been on top and. They've got a kid in goal right now. Yep. And their starter tends to have one gaff a game. I'm sorry, but he does. Right. And they still find a way. Right. So it, you don't have to have the elite. You just have to have the consistent. And Romero is a kid, and he's been consistent up until that one moment. And I'm yeah. not going to hang this kid out to dry on one bad moment, especially because yeah, it was 100%. being too aggressive. Pablo Morales, but that's another subject, Marvin. Okay. He says, plus elite goalies make the snakes. Yeah, I mean, I've seen Neuer do some really funny ones. Uh, I was just saying we cannot judge him so hard for just one mistake. Exactly, exactly. Farfan has been bad at least three or four games. Yes, he's not that position. It shows. Far from a fan. Don't give us a lot of credit. <laughs> Marvin's still mad, he says, and you can be. I don't give us a lot of credit for second half. SKC released the gas pedal and defended their lead, especially after the fourth goal. Yeah, but they gave up chances anyway. No need for burning themselves out for the next game. I mean, I was saying take Vela out. I really was. I was like, just don't risk him. Move him out. We're done. Uh, I've been saying it for a couple of weeks. We are dangerous, but not lethal. Chances are there, but we aren't finishing. Maybe we have a lethal player now. Our strikers will make us sharper, says Mark Javier. Hopefully Pablo needs to step up knowing our defense is weak. I mean, if there was ever a chance for Pablo to steal the show, this could be that moment. We'll see what happens. Yeah, Joseph, how about so. the how about the bicycle down what four nothing by Vela? I I actually I liked it because I thought he was leading by example. You know, he didn't want to let his foot off the gas pedal because he had a lot of young kids that were subbed in around him. And I I really enjoyed the way Vela played in the second half because, you know, we talked about it. he was he was Philly. You called him Darth Vela, I think. On our, Darth on our Vela. Podcast, which, anger makes him stronger. We need more Darth Vela. I, I liked that in the second half for sure. Yeah, the anger was there. I mean, you, you mentioned early off camera about the kick into the stands that happened oh, to geez. hit somebody. And he instantly <laughs> felt bad about it. You saw that. But still, there's a mean streak. I like mean streaks. We need more players with mean streaks leading by example in that that's fine i know it's kicking it but still you got to be angry angry is okay in these moments you should be angry after that first half uh marvin chavez fall was re was really good almost made me wonder if he's better than farfan right now but i hesitate starting such a young inexperienced center back but man farfan at this point is forcing his start well the only way you get experienced is by playing yep yeah might as well get experience for, for, for me i'll start for next game yeah, I, I do too. I, I'm good with that. I'm totally good with that. He knows what's going to happen. We're going to lose four nil. You're going to let four and a half? It, we know. better not to San yeah. Jose. Oh, boy. We'll talk about them in a San few Jose minutes. San Jose hasn't lost since June, Scarf. 
That's yeah, okay. we got it. We'll talk about that one. That one's real. That one's real. Yeah. Uh, Quesada did great too. I'm going to get through our last few here. Uh, Fall is natural CB. We mentioned that. Uh, Javier says not DP worthy. Talking about others. Let's see. Um, I'm going to move forward here. And I think we're going to move I mean, if forward. If DP means uh, disposable player, I would agree. Brian's a DP. <laughs> I like this one from Javier. Are we bringing back Zimmerman? Because I said, is he healthy? No, we're not bringing back Zimmerman. No. He's 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 rooted in Nashville. Now he has a baby. It's, he's, he's, he's happy there. He's not going anywhere. Ox. Pops was so mad and disappointed last night. I know I was standing next to him. Uh, I was like, calm down, bro. Get some rest so you don't miss your flight, right? Happy birthday, Hooligan Ox, by the way. Dad made his dad, Papa Ox, made a surprise visit to awesome. uh, Tacoma. Tacoma, well, my head's all, all over the place, but to Kansas. And uh, yeah, happy you guys are together again for sure. Was he on the, was he on always... the flight with the players? <laughs> right? <laughs> you could, no, no, they're too far apart. It's good. Three, uh, great as always. Uh, last night, <laughs> Bert Fournier. Last night sucked, but it was my first time in the North End, and it was a blast. Looking forward to spending more of it. See, positivity. I like that. I think on that note, we're going to move forward to the next thing. Of course, that's going to be talking about club news, community news. Uh, Bam, got anything for the community? What's going on right now? Yeah, so I've got two things for the community news. Once again, um, from 10 a.m. tomorrow, we've got the registrations for the kickball tournament. So if you, well, that's the tournament's going to be on September 5th. So that's Labor Day weekend for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yep. If you got a team together from 10 a.m. tomorrow, email BA gives back at gmail.com to register your team. Uh, teams are 10 to 13 players at $70 per team. So email them tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Get a team going. Scarf, Philly, you guys going to go to the tournament? <laughs> we have absolutely talked about putting a team together. I want to get in. Let's go. I have a memory from the last time. The last time <laughs> I played in that tournament, I tore my hamstring. I need to get back on the horse and uh, defend my honor and not pull a hamstring playing kickball. I was about to say there that. it is. I, well, I know I know uh Tony and I are teammates for the Black Army team. Uh I pitched the last time out. I was the pitcher, so who knows? Maybe I'll get to do that again. We'll see. Uh it's gonna be fun though. Yeah. Definitely. It was crazy last time. It was nuts. It was like a three-ring circus. I ended up umpiring for like three games as well. So it was it was <laughs> all, all I think the final. I was out there in the final. It was fun. Good times yeah. for sure. For yeah. sure. The other bit of community news is that um LFC and Quakes Fan Alliance event coming up this Saturday in San Jose. So at PayPal Park from 4 p.m., they're making hygienic bags for less fortunate and people down their luck. So if you're in San Jose for the game, please go out and help out where you can. There it is. No, I think that's a highlight. If you're going on that trip, which is very limited in who gets to go, it's it's actually a conspiracy by San Jose to limit our impact. Um, if they weren't scared of us, they'd take us to the bigger stadium like they do with Carson, but they're scared of us, so they're hiding in their little stadium, doing geographical ticketing, and giving the 30 to 52 100 freaking tickets. You guys stink. That's what I'll say that. San Jose stinks. You guys are afraid of the culture. You're holding the league back, straight up. Holding it well, back. Well, they know their stadium Portland... is bank. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'll go for yeah. it. Go, go, Philly. Let it rip, dude. Let it rip. <laughs> oh man, this, I don't know. 
with this internet connection on my end. It's driving me nuts. But of course they're scared, man. They know their stadium is Bank of California North. That's why they want to limit the amount of electricity we bring to it. I mean, they're so cheap they couldn't finish their stadium. It's a horseshoe. Lame. <laughs> Who wants to watch a couple commercial flights come in every few minutes? It's not that exciting. In a tilt-up building? Yeah, you, you were cheap. You didn't finish your stadium. So, yeah, forget those guys. They're 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 lame. They're holding everyone back. Once again, Portland, they're not holding us back. It's open. Atlanta, you'll see the party. We'll go there. It's going to be nuts. Even Austin, we're going to go nuts. Everywhere, we're going to go nuts. The only one that's doing this to us, there's two teams, right? Lame old San Jose and, of course, Carson, who's afraid of everything. So, whatever. Rivals, I guess. Lame rivals. Standing against the culture. You are who you are. We'll still embarrass you with those who sneak in. So there's that. You know it, right? You guys all know it. We're still going to have these armies show up out of nowhere that somehow, some way got in and they're going to show everybody up. So there's that with my rant. <laughs> I had to say something. Uh, any other community news, Bam, before we move on to league news? Uh, that's all I got for today. There we go. All right. So league news. Big news is today, today, today is the end of the trade deadline. Roster deadlines. Everything's got to get figured out today. You're locked in. So like I said, we called this episode Crossroads for a reason because today is the choice of every team in this league to say, are we going to make a run or are we a selling club? I know. Wait, in MLS? Yeah, in MLS. It is really like that because certain teams were a little shocking with their moves today. So a couple things that really stood out. The Sounders. What brought in two more attackers? That's right. Uh, Leo Chu from Gremio was one of them. Uh, they and... I guess Nicholas Benesek came from Colorado, so they're ready to go for the playoffs. Sporting lost Buccio officially went to Venezia, which means I got to buy a Venezia jersey. You look, <laughs> that jersey's you look clean, really so sick. Okay. Oh, there's like, mm -hmm. there's, I think, five altogether. So they have home, away, alternative, and there's two more coming in as well. <laughs> they look pretty, though. They really are. It's yeah. a good, it's a good look. Um, other things, uh, Bruges is closing on on Buchanan from New England. That's rather interesting. Now, this is the one that's going to affect us directly. This is real right here. Uh, Jeremy Ebobise has joined San Jose. Yep. What? So now they have a center forward that's locked in. They don't have to rely on an old man coming off the bench. They actually have one that burns us. So as you know, he's got, what, 13 appearances, four goals this season. It's been up and down for him, but guess what? With the service he's going to get and the system they play in San Jose, this traffic will go through him. That's for certain. Uh, the Whitecaps have actually killer. made a move. Right? Mm -hmm. Always, always he burns us. The Whitecaps are actually using the under-22 initiative to make a deal. They brought in Ecuadorian youth international Pedro Vite. So they're building. Uh, Cincinnati bought yeah. a couple guys. White Chicago Castle, sells sorry. off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, White Caps also brought in a um, player that I've followed a lot of his career with, Ryan Gould. They're paying him over a mm -hmm. million dollars a season. I was watching him when he was playing for my Scottish team, Dundee United. Great kid. Went to Portugal. Had a bit of trouble there. Found a second club at Portugal. Was killing it. Now he's back in the MLS. He's going to be a threat. There it is. So, as you guys see... In Youngworth? Who got Youngworth? I, I Vancouver. They traded him for about a quarter million gam. Did they today? That's yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw that. So we're not. Yeah, gonna he see played last tomorrow. night. 
That's awesome. Because so he played last night in midfield for San Jose. Yep. And if he's gone, that's good news for us, to be honest, because he was in the doghouse all last year. Now he's finally trusted by Almeida, which is pretty wild. And now he's, of course, selling him off because he's never been his favorite. If that's the case, good for Vancouver. They're showing that they want to actually make a push to get a last playoff spot. I get that. That makes sense for them. That's very Mark, Mark Dos Santos right there. Jungworth fits him perfectly. Honestly, I would take Jungworth at, at, at this moment with the injuries we have. I would take him in our squad. Real talk. I would take him because he could hold, he could at least hold back there. Um, so that's interesting. That's what's going on. So there were rumors. And I guess, is it time to finally say? So here are the rumors, right? We're looking for a center back out of emergency need. Minnesota today bought out the contract of Ike Opara. You're like, well, really? Former defender of the year. We know con- uh, concussions have pretty much derailed his career over the last few seasons. The last time he played was during the during the pandemic when things were shut down. So he hasn't been able to play. From what I understood, maybe he was done with the with the protocols and he's ready to go, but he's not in really the plans anymore because they've moved on. I mean, Minnesota's got their squad. It, it seems like they're pretty dialed in. So if he is healthy, now we're going to buy a player that's got a concussion, right? It's, I'd be shocked. I don't know. We've bought players with messed up groins and stuff, so who knows? But. Yeah, you know, killing it with DC, but you know. So you have him. If he is healthy on a free, you're just signing him. If he can play for 10 games, it's more than we've got. And if he's healthy, you have an all-star center back instantly in your lineup that can actually keep the kids in check around him. Now you have a young player like Fall. You have another guy like Blackman who honestly needs instruction. He's good when he has somebody stable next to him. And you can still play with their wing backs if you play a system with him in the middle if he's healthy. If Oparo's healthy as a center back with those two next to him, you might do okay. So that could be something. If it's real and he's healthy, he's wanted to play here before. That's the other thing you got to realize, that he's actually wanted to play for LAFC. He's pretty much, yeah. I've heard it multiple times, and he was a target in the past. So I don't know. Maybe this is something that's going to happen. It all depends on if he's healthy. Yeah. Joseph, it reminds me of another MLS Defender of the Year that we brought in, Laurent Simon, on the back line. And I think it goes kind of one of two ways. Look, we're talking about a guy who is the two-time Defender of the Year in Major League Soccer, 2017 and 2019, a guy who really made us – gave us fits on the back line when we played against him that year in 2019. I think you kind of hit the nail on the head too, though. Another reason why you bring him in for guys like Mamadou Fall, Mohamed Traore, Tristan Blackman, these guys who are really still sowing their oats on the back line and learning how to be leaders. There is no question that Ike Opara would be a really good leader of men out there on the back line. My, and you said it, right? Eddie Segura is not walking through that door at all for the rest of the season, most likely. So we need that that vocal leader. And, and I'm not sure I want to put that. You mentioned it, too. I'm not sure we want to put that on Murray, right? That's, that's not really no. his jam. It doesn't seem to be Tristan Blackman's jam at this point. And I think that, you know, unless Bob is going to keep Jordan Harvey training on that back line like we had talked about, shouting out, you know, orders and formations <laughs> – that I really think it's it's almost like a, a, a low-risk, high-reward opportunity, providing he's healthy. But even if, 
even if he's not, bring him into the club and let him coach these guys from the inside as well. Exactly. Just just his just in training sessions themselves. Just yeah. there. Yeah. There's gonna be those moments for the kids. And and he will be there. He will step it up. He will tell them how it is. Because if anybody knows Icopara's personality, he's one of those outgoing players this league has ever had. Yep. He's also huge with with the community. He's loved at every team he's ever played for. Yep. He he is a leader. You're right. That is what he is. So if he is healthy enough to play, even for ten games this year, right? Just get him for the rest of the season. And if he retires after that, fine. Just do it. Like if yeah. he could play. You got to bring him in. There's, it's yeah. it's a no-brainer. He's if he's healthy, Walker we don't know. He's, he's almost Walker Zimmerman-esque in the way that he's loved everywhere he goes. Yes, except better distribution and awareness. That's yeah, for sure. That's true. Yeah, that's you get true. The we got plenty of gam to bring him in. That's for sure. We can afford it. And he doesn't even cost us international slots, so it's it's, nope. it's just. It would work. Yep. So that is the big rumor that we have. Now, I did see somebody. Oh, Marvin. Hey, we got Marvin happy, guys. I, I know, you, right? You saw that? I like it. All right, Tony, yeah, Tony, yeah. Tony, so Tony. I have. Oh, yes, Tony, jump in, sir. So I know it's not us because it's an international player, but again, because our hat box was domestic. But as I've been trying to get information of who we're going to sign, this actually goes back to Philly a little bit. Um, NYFC, their center back, Sebastian, I will butcher his last name, so I'm sorry, eBay, haha, whatever, has been rumored that he's been traded to LA for GAM and it's going to be announced really? Friday. Interesting. Well, well, well. And he's a center back, so that's very, like, I. And he's from Nigeria, so he's not a domestic player unless i don't know if he's got his green card or not or anything like that so or it could just be domestic because he's coming from new york city well, yeah, domestic, that would yeah be. that would be true but so there's that rumor veil that just came up right now I, and i was just like wait what but it's again it's la it's for gam and it just comes up because it was like lac supporter i don't i don't know maybe carson did something with him but that's something that just came up on my uh Twitter feed at the moment as I'm still so, waiting for this announcement. So you're talking about Sebastian Ibiaga? Yeah. Ibiaga? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. 29 years old. Uh, yeah. I mean, dude, he played for Duke. Yeah. I, I, maybe. I mean, that would be a solution to our problems, wouldn't it? Yeah. If that's the case. So I, so I don't know. Like I said, I don't have much information on him like nyfc how he's played there and stuff like that like i said the only thing i've said his minutes have dried up it's i guess he wants out or they he would be like domestic he was born in the u.s so he wouldn't okay. hold an international rostered spot hmm wait you're talking about uh ibiaka or yeah yeah he was born in the states okay i thought he was he's... born in are you sure because his stats show him born in nigeria well, I mean, I'm looking at MLS right here. Birthplace, Wari, USA. Okay. We'll take it. Okay. Yeah, so like All I said, right. his like his best season was 2019. But so, like I said, there's there's something in the rumor. Like I know we we know who we want, but this is another one that could be announced Friday again, since it's the 12 o'clock hour. 
honestly, that would make sense if that was the case with the hat box going out. But you never, you never can really know. Um, I do. I did want to bring up a couple things that Marvin brought up. One, Phaeton not coming on loan. That was another rumored like attacking player, I guess. Um, I like this. My biggest hope is we sign Perez since Miami is shopping their defense. Roberto <laughs> Paro is available too, and he's one of my favorite defenders. But his injuries concern me, so I would hesitate. We only need 10 games out of the man. Uh, <laughs> I really hope Iboba doesn't play against us this weekend. He is playing against us this weekend. I guarantee you he's playing against us. Maybe <laughs> limited minutes, but that dude is playing. They need him. Uh, just imagine a 5-3-2 with Segura, Opata, Morio. That would be the best defense in the league. Yeah, right? That would be nuts. I don't know how we'd afford them, but it would be, yeah, we'd be in a good place. Heard Messi is a home in Miami, so domestic address. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that would be, dude. That would be fun. I gotta say, that would be great. Messi's the only Messi we're Major dealing with is our back line. So, yeah, he is. Jo- Joseph, just FYI, he was born in Nigeria, but he's a U.S. citizen. They have that. Oh, okay. Sweet so, domestic. So, that, yes. so there you go. So it's like half of our team where they're born somewhere else, but they got the green cards. So, <laughs> as I say, new Americans, new Americans. We're good. Yeah. Um, right. That's how it works. So that is what we got. Uh, some comments was kind of cool uh, from the guys. Good job, Marvin. We can all dream, right? We'll see what happens in the next day because obviously it's sounding like tomorrow morning we get some really cool news. So we'll move forward. Of course, before we get into San Jose, there is something that we always do. It is a tradition. It is called the Black and Gold Vinyl Club Minute. And in this case, it's in stereo today. So both <laughs> Philly and I believe the Scarf both have their own albums to talk about. Did you guys? This is this happening? Uh oh! Is this yeah, Philly? Are you uh, you kicking this off? So for those Ooh. of you who don't know, I actually made a, a a meager living out of being in a rock and roll band years ago. I was very much in a punk, very much in a grunge, very much into the rock and roll scene in New York, and then somehow I ended up in finance. Go figure. I'm a schizophrenic guy in, in a lot of ways. But what I really got into. Getting back to watching Ted Lasso, and I'm going to hearken back to episode one of season one when he takes that flight across the pond and he's standing in front of the London Bridge. You hear the Sex Pistols, God Save the Queen, playing in the background. Never mind the bollocks. Never mind the bollocks. Punk rock, baby. Sex Pistols. That's my vinyl. Dude, you can't really pick a a better album. Let's just say, uh, I seen the them artwork is tremendous. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was well done, sir. <laughs> right, you said, yeah. Tony said before, watch, he's gonna get, a, he's gonna get somebody from England. He's gonna get a band from England. I'm like, we'll I see, thought it was gonna we'll be see. Oasis. I thought it was gonna be Oasis. But... <laughs> that would have been right? the most obvious answer. I couldn't give you obvious, right? Right? Couldn't be too obvious. Except maybe it would be a tell for Ico Parra, right? Wonderwall, all that fun stuff, but. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> Mr. Scarf, yeah, do, do you have a nomination for an album, sir? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm going the other way. I'm keeping it in Los Angeles, and I want to hearken back to those 2018, 2019 days of LAFC lore, back when we would score two and three and four and five goals and make every match a track meet. So I wanted to stick with Jurassic 5's A Day at the Races off of the Power in Numbers album because I felt like – Almost every home match at Bank of California Stadium was really like watching a day at the races with LAFC scoring all those goals, really getting out on the front foot. 
and I got to keep it in LA. Look, I love J5. I was introduced to them when I was in college and absolutely loved Jurassic 5. So I'm going to go with A Day at the Races. I think we just lost Philly, but I'm going to go with <laughs> a, day, a Day at the Races by J5. There it is. Good choice, sir. Keeping it local. I love it. You guys, again, <clears throat> have the span. It's a good mix. Dude, nobody's letting us down. They've been stepping up. Thank you, sir, for that. Uh, when, yes, when Philly gets back on, we'll definitely pop him back on. He's had con connection issues pretty much the entire episode, but he's been a, a trooper. He's been fi fighting through, but if we get him back, we'll definitely get him back. So we're going to move forward and talk about, oh, yes, more football. That would be our match against San Jose this weekend. I know we usually have our way with San Jose. I think we sing that all the time. We have our way with San Jose. The problem is they're not the same San Jose. They're not chasing guys like Youngworth across the field because they were playing a system that makes no sense at the moment because they didn't have the right tools. Yeah, they've built a team around those tools. It actually works. So that being said, their run of form has been pretty good. I know, Bam, you've been looking at run of form. Um, how did they do the last match, sir? Last match, they played Portland um, mm -hmm. in Portland. So going to Portland, playing in Portland is always a, a tough game. They came away with a 1-1 draw. So got a point from Portland, which I'll take. Some of the highlights was um, Jay Lopez scoring for the Quakes in the 28th minute. Uh, the keeper spilled the ball that came in from the right, just dropped at Jay Lopez's feet. Easy tapping for him. You think our keeper did a mistake this game? Go watch that goal. That was that was a mistake. <laughs> he he drove across the goal, had his arms out, and somehow he hits himself in the face yeah. and heads it yeah. to the attacking player. Like, it was gloriously bad. You're right, dude. It was beautiful to yeah. watch. Um, then in the 45th plus 6th minute of injury time, Morrow scores for Portland. Comes from a corner, flick back post. Morrow's there, straight in the goal. Um, second half was a bit nitty-gritty. Um, Chara got a yellow card in the 92nd minute. Chara yellow card? Yellow card. No way. <laughs> wait, wait for it, wait for it. 93rd it's minute, better. what happens? Yellow card again. Hey! Um, to yellow as he goes to red. <laughs> um, Did y'all see that challenge, though? He raked oh. that dude's leg. Like, he yeah, stepped from basically from mid-shin down to ankle, just zzzz, with his cleat. It was very obvious. Yep. Yeah. Very. Um, during the extra time Salinas, Nathan and M Lopez all got yellow cards for San Jose none of them are close to getting a fifth yellow card so they're fine and then to finish the match off those handbags at five paces bit of pushing and shoving and just a couple of yellow cards got dashed, dished out there going by the stats for the game some of the key stats was possession San Jose was down 41 to 59% uh, shots, they were down as well, 21 to 13. But out of those 13 shots, they had eight on, on target. So their on-target rate was quite good. Uh, pass accuracy, only 72%. They had 14 crosses and 11 fouls. So lately, there seems to be a lot of, a lot of fouls coming into the games. Yeah, I mean, they do always play physical. They play rough. That is what they do. So does Portland, though. I mean, you, you got to imagine yeah. that that was going to be warfare because they both play very similarly in terms of the physical play. So you kind of expect it to get kind of 
kind of ugly. Uh, yeah, Portland had 17 fouls as well. <laughs> yeah, there it is. There it is. So uh, any interesting people coming off the bench? Any any interesting uh, news coming out of that match? Um, Wondo came off the bench. He didn't start. So he's always does well for them against us. So I can see that they were kind of resting him. Um, they had they used their five subs. One at halftime had Yule come on. In the 73rd minute had M. Lopez come on. Uh, Rios come on in the 82nd with Wondo and Ferrer come on at the 83rd minute. So they use all their five subs. It's quite spaced out. Great. And they're still playing the same same system pretty much, right? They're basically yep. chasing it. They're, they're, they're high pressure, constant pressure, looking for the quick turnover and the quick overload after they get the ball yeah. back. So not change there, just the tools are much, much better for the job. Uh, Tony, what's their record so far this season? Uh, their record, well, to be honest, well, how they been they, doing? Well, well then the last they've been tying a lot, but honestly, it's been in against the right teams. Like, let me look it up real quick. My computer is just running too many things at the moment, so it's slow. So, apologize for <laughs> the the moment. Um, I will say this as he's looking it up: they did beat Seattle. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. They like uh, as. Their only win in the last six games, though, was beating Seattle. So, look, but they haven't lost since June twenty sixth. Again, yeah, that's, right. that's but look, that's an adorable stat. But they've been just tying. It's better than what tying. we've done. And and look, most most of their ties are zero zero one one. So they're playing that muddy kind of gritty physical kind of you know dirty style football that they play and. Look, you want to talk about their their last six? The seven before that, they have no wins, one nil nil draw, and then they've got six losses, outscored fifteen to two. Right? So, uh, look, stats can be made to to paint whatever picture you want at this point. I, I will never go into a match, at least as we are currently constituted, as they are currently constituted, fearing anything wearing a San Jose jersey. So you're saying they're just a dirty version of melatonin? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Getting in a sleep if you want to really watch. You're going to fall asleep, but at the same time, you might cringe because there'll be a couple of bad challenges. But that's right. that's going to be what they do. Um, honestly, though, it is entertaining. Just nobody seems to finish. Yeah. Real talk. like Which is why they just bought. Who'd they buy, guys? Jeremy yeah, and Jeremy And so they now have a finisher that can actually get on the end of the things they serve. Um, I will say this. They do play a 3-4-3 now, which is rather fascinating, especially if we end up playing the 5-3-2. That could play to our benefit. We're all shaking our heads because we don't have the lineup for that. But Please don't play play it. Right. Go back to the 4-3-3. It's okay. We'll survive. Honestly, I would play a 4-4-2, but that's me, right? Go vanilla. It's all right. You're playing team vanilla anyway. Right. Uh, Yeah. So what do they see? You see a 3-4-3. Their goalkeeper is Marcinkowski, who's honestly, to me, one of the top keepers. You're going to laugh. I do think he's one of the most promising keepers in the league. He's really showing it, um, and he you'll see. He stands on his head most nights. So yeah. you've got him to deal with. You have Alani at center back most likely. I know. He was in the doghouse a bit. He's been up and down the last few years, <laughs> but now he looks stable. It's okay. He's back. <laughs> Apparently he's healthy. Um, and then you've got Beeson on the left and potentially Nathan on the right. They've done that two games in a row now, so I'm thinking they'll go three for three with that one. Uh, midfield, out on the left, you'll have Salinas. 
Youngworth and Judson were their central midfielders for basically the last two matches as well. Uh, Abacasis, I hope I'm saying that right. It's probably Abasasis, but he'll be out on the right side. Forgive me if I'm wrong on that one. Uh, Cowlett left wing, Lopez as your striker, Espinosa on the right side as your right winger. That's the potential lineup, except that Philly's now saying that Youngworth could be gone or he is gone, right? You saw the reports of that? Yep. Okay, which means that... I I know I saw it. I'll uh double-check myself, but it's in my notes. Yeah. So maybe Leiva... Yep, joins Vancouver Whitecaps. Three hours ago, the announcement was made. Good on them. Good on Youngworth. He needs to escape San Jose, where they really didn't appreciate his services anyway. Um, Really, though, it would probably then be, um, I'm thinking, Leiva? No, no, not leave. It would be Remedi, possibly, It'll be your midfielder then to replace. Uh, and that's probably who it's going to be. Uh, but you got to remind he's off the bench. They still got Wondolowski. They got Rios for attack. They've got Lopez that could shift in. But I think they seem pretty consistent with what they've got. So that's that with that, with their lineup. Um, and then we'll see how Ibabise sits in because they actually do have a decent striker up top. Who knows? They got options. That's one thing for certain. Um, Bam, who's out for this one? Do they have any injuries listed? No. Going by what I've been looking at, haven't found any industries in, injuries. Sorry, um, No one out in central duties. So they got a full strength side. No red cards. Yeah, and they've, nothing. That could explain why they haven't been losing games because everyone else has been like hindered with their lineup and they don't have anybody going anywhere. Right. That kind of helps a little bit with the consistency side of things. It's kind of like uh, FA Cup games in December, right? <laughs> yeah. You're going to get some upsets because nobody can play in those terrible fields and teams have congested schedules, so things happen. Uh, so that being said, who will play for us will probably be the better story. Who is in? Who is out? Who is starting? Is it the 4-3-3? Is it the 5-3-2? It'll definitely not be the 5-2-3 that we saw. But what is this thing going to look like? by the time we take the field. And I'm going to throw it to Scarf because Scarf looks like he's chomping at the bit. So, Scarf, give me your predictions, my man. I think we absolutely – look, you heard me talk about it at the start. I think we absolutely go back to the 4-3-3, excuse me. And I love – on the outside, I want Cheeky Palacios and Kim Moon Juan. I, I do. I really like those two as our wing backs. I think that it, Moon's got to figure out how not to get so far up the pitch that he has to track all the way back in a 4-3-3. But I just love everything that he does bring to the table when he's going well, and you have Carlos Vela on that same side. So I think that's, that's to me, the most important thing. And I think you go with Atuesta, Cifuentes, and Janela, assuming Blessing is still gone. If, if Blessing is back, then I would actually love to see Sifu coming off the bench in this one, hold possession a little bit more with Janela and Atuesta, and you get Latif out mm. there. And and look, he might become one of the most expensive substitutes in all of MLS, <laughs> but if Chicho is ready to roll, let's get him out there at the nine. If he's not ready to roll, then we bring on our expensive substitute designated player, Brian Rodriguez. And look, it's I, I love the idea of Brian coming off the bench because what's what we saw with him in Almeria where he got, what, six, eight, ten minutes a match. It's just it, how, how the mighty have fallen. And I can't wait. 4-3-3, three, three, 
get Vela, Rossi, and Chicho Arango up top. But if it's not, then you go with Ryan. Yeah, I mean, to me, that that's what we know. It's what we know, and it's the most capable players in the positions we have available. Exactly. Outside of me saying crazy four four two to throw the world off, um, <laughs> yeah, I just don't see the five. The five looks dangerous with what we have in place. Philly, what's your take? I I, I don't see. Well, Chicho Arango's been around for a week. His uh, his availability is really contingent upon the paper pushers. We're waiting for his visa stuff to clear. From what we've heard, he's been quite, uh, he's been playing well in practice. He's adjusting fairly well. He's even showing some of that scoring progress over there at the performance center. But I wouldn't start him right off the bat. Bob doesn't, Bob's not going to want to put him into a position when he doesn't know the system as, as well as he should. But I think we see a changing of the guard. I still see Brian Rodriguez starting up there until Chicho Arango's ready. And then at that point, it's going to be a passing of the torch. Brian rides the pine, and he truly takes the mantle of his DP spot, DP being an acronym for disposable player. Ooh, there it is. I mean, you could have called him TP if you really wanted to go, go to that part. But yeah, well, I'm TP, there. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. For, uh, TP was Andy Nahar made out of toilet paper because he kept getting injured. <laughs> right, right. So it comes to Bam. Bam, where do you sit with this? So I'm going to throw it out there. Romero's on the bench. Pablo Whoa. starting. Whoa, that's okay. I like that. Hey. I, I can see that. I, okay. I, was, I, I can see it. Like, look, it's not his fault with what happened with some of the goals, but I can just see Bob going, no, take a break. He started the last five games, take a break. And let's see if Pablo can get his spot back. Backline, I can see... I'd like to see um, Farfan, Glasso, um, Fall in there. I don't see Moon starting in the backline. I'm, I'm pushing Moon up to, to midfield. Having Moon and Sifu at Western in the midfield. Wow. The front line... The front line, I'm going to put it as Rossi, Vela, Moose. Okay. All right. Moose gets a start. He earns it for playing and getting a goal. He reward the man for good play. Okay. Joseph, it occurs to me, did I give you my back line or did I just gloss over the fact that I didn't say center back? Go for it. Give it to us now. I Because Bam reminded me, like, I I, I like to start (laughs) fall. We got to start fall out there and – it's I, uh, I'm not loving saying this, but if Marie's not healthy, let's start Tristan and fall in the middle. Oh boy! Yeah, yeah no, I, I get you. I totally get you. It's Tony's turn. Tony, what are you predicting? <laughs> I guess I'll be the hot take of all hot takes at this moment. Then, so I would do Palacios, Fall, Blackman, Moon, and then. We'll see how he does, hopefully. But I would do in midfield, Sifu Atuesta, Rodriguez. And then in our front, Chicho, Vela, and Rossi. Interesting. Interesting. So Chicho's starting. Yep. If if all goes well, because it's honestly, if this is this is the game that you could probably get away with it a little bit more because again as we've been saying when we go on 
do not start him at the Galaxy game. We've seen what happened with the last <laughs> international players that we've put in in those well. games, and it never goes well. So this is a quote-unquote rivalry game, so let's get him asserted to it so that way when he comes to the bank and we play Carson, he's ready for it. You know what I mean? This is, as Philly says, Bank of America North. So home crowd, let's, let's, do, let's, let's mix it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Dig it, dig it. Um, I'm going to give you what I think is going to happen and what I'd like, because why the heck not, right? I'm going to say the 4-4-2. Why? Because they're going to play a 3-4-3 against us. And even a 4-3-3 might be okay, but definitely won't be five. We're not going to do the wingback madness. This is not happening this game. There's no way. Uh, the way I see it is Palacios on the left, Moon on the right, Kim Moon Juan on the white. Um, I would go Blackman fall in the middle. I really would. It's one of those things where you had a disaster day. The guy that, that struggled the most will not be playing at that point. The other two will be set told, you know, this is your chance to redeem yourself today, which is where the goalkeeper situation comes in. I don't start Cisnega. I start Romero. Why? He screwed up. He gets a chance to redeem himself. Psychologically, for a young player, that's important. If you bench him now, it'll eat at him the wrong way. That's the world of goalkeepers. You need to let him redeem himself. He'll probably have a stellar match as a result of that, so there's no way I'm sitting him on the bench. Just my take on that. Um, the mid, I mean, it'll probably be the 4-3-3, so you already know who's going to be out there. Um, I would just say, to me, it would be a Twesta, Janela, and Sifu, if I had my say, just to stabilize things for the match. I think it's a good match for Janela to get stuck in because he can, so that would be fine. Um, and your top would be B-Rod, it'll be Vela, it'll be Rossi, because you paid them to be there, they'll be there. Moose, I like him as a sub. I do. I think he's fine as the sub. That's fine. I think Chicha will get his chance as a substitute in this game. If you got a tired San Jose, which they will fade late, you, you if you watch their games late each half, they tend to fade. Um, if you bring this guy in with 20 minutes to go, ripping and ready to rip it up and, and go at these guys, he could pop one in this first game if he gets minutes late. So that's kind of where my head is at. Now, when I say the 4-4-2, why do I say that? Because I think if you see Brian as a left midfielder, you're going to see a very different player. To me, that's his, his environment, and it would be cool to kind of see what he could do in the place where he's comfortable. So that's why I mentioned that is just to drop him back into that midfield situation. Not many other changes. Just get him into the mix from there with a little more, with a, with a little more distance, and then you know who your target men are up top. So that's where my head's at on that. And Joseph, I got a fun one for you. I think it has to be Romero because you've got Marchinkowski on the opposite side. You've got Georgetown's keeper from yep. 2015 to 17, and you've got Georgetown's keeper from 2019 to 2020, 21. I think it's going to be a fun battle between those two guys, and you better believe they know that this is coming up on the calendar. Well, well who has a national championship? Tomas. Tomas won a national yep. championship with Georgetown, people. Just think about that. He stood on his head to get that trophy. Yep. You got to look at his history. He's, he's going to come back strong from this. He's not going to dwell. You got to let him get a chance at uh, redeeming himself. I think we're good on this, right, guys? Any other takes for San Jose as we go on? Do you think B-Rod gets a full 90? Do you think 70? Where do you think he falls for minutes? Uh, I got a quick one. I think that I'm looking forward to seeing their two all-star players, too. I mean, it's a lot of fun to be able to watch Cade Cowell play. 
Um, yeah. I, I don't I don't ever want them to do well against us. But I think watching Christian Espinoza and Cade Cowell, I think those guys are so much fun to watch. And Cade, this could be a situation where we get to look back after watching that All Star game at, at the bank and say, oh, we got to see Cade Cowell before he went. We got to see, you know, he's he's going to be the next guy, right? It's uh, it's just it, it's going to be fun to watch the kid. He's built like a I called him a house with feet. Like he's just a truck, man. He's huge. And, and I think it's going to be fun. It's and moreover, I think it's going to be a fun challenge for our back line to be able to play against a young kid like that. To go back to answer your question. I think at most Brian gets 45. Hmm. So 46 minute change. I dig it. I dig it. That's cool. I will say this about Cade Cal. This is where I would really miss blessing. Uh, for those who went to the games, I remember you guys were there for that game. How Blessing would toy with him yeah, is where it makes it kind of sad. Because Blessing, I think, played right back in that game just to isolate Cal. And Cal kept trying to pressure him, and he made him look like a fool all game. Yeah, And it was just one of those fun things to watch with the game within the game with those two because he was tying him up in knots. <laughs> and so it's like, ah, oh, it's too, too bad. Because Blessing actually does feature well against San Jose. He just has a way with those guys. Sophie's back would be great, but not having him does really hurt us. Um, other things, Edwards, where does Edwards feature as this game plays along? Does he get minutes? Does he sit for this one? What do you guys think? He gets minutes. Minutes. Yeah. If Las Vegas lights. How the mighty have fallen. We were so high on him. And then this game when he's played out of position, everybody loses all faith, right? <laughs> and it's not even on him. He played a role that he wasn't ever going to be doing well at, right, right in that situation. Yeah. But there we go. No, but I think, um, I think if we could, but I think if we could turn him into Cal Jennings, right? If we can get him out on his own front foot, right? What We got to think that Cal is chomping at the bit. I want Raheem to feel the same way. I want him. He obviously has skills, right? He's got things that he's good mm-hmm. at. Let, let's get him to do those things over and over again so he feels like he's good at them and then put him back out on the black board. There it is. Get, get the mojo back. Get the yeah. mojo back. Cool stuff. Um, and then we all mentioned our minutes. Everybody suggests minutes for the new guy, right, for this match? We're in consensus on that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. There it is. There it is. Some are saying a full game like Tony or at least 70 minutes, right, sir? And then I'm yes. like, yeah, give him 20 and have fun. So good stuff, panel. Well done, guys. Uh, that brings us to listener reactions, predictions, other fun things. And then we do our final thought of the day. That's what we Yay. do here, people. Uh, in response to the album choice by <laughs> Marvin Chavez, says, God save the LF- LAFC. There we go. Uh, J5 Love from Mark Lopez. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. Jason Lemus brings up Quakes will be tough. They haven't lost in their last six. Philly was on that on that as well. Uh, they haven't lost in their last six, kind of like a certain English team on a certain sitcom. Uh, I guess you call it a sitcom. <laughs> yeah. There's your Ted Lasso, Matisse Almeida. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Sweaters and all. Uh, adorable stat. <laughs> Scarf has been hounding Vince LaRosa on Twitter for burner accounts for hyping stats. <laughs> Dang. I, I, I love Vince too much to do that to him. I would never. I can't wait to do it. He's going to come on here pretty soon here. It's going to be a lot of fun for sure. Uh, Marvin Chavez. Uh, Quesada. He's calling for a Quesada play. Check that out. A little different there. 
a little different. He's saying the 442 imaginary 442. I know they're not going to play it. I just like it. Uh, Quesada, Blackman, Fall, Palacios. You know, you never know. Uh, Moon, Cifuentes, Atuesta, Rayito in the mid. Vela and Rossi up top. That'd be entertaining. That's in Bam's realm right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's hard to take Kim Moon Wan off the field with all the tools he offers. Uh, Marvin wouldn't be surprised if Bob does a five through two and maybe even starts Harvey mentally, physically train him this week for the start. Harvey's always ready. His legs are another story, but he's ready <laughs> here. It's right. It's down there. We're just not sure about that's for sure. Uh, put Harvey out there. Let the vet show the young buck. What's up? I, I, you know what? At this stage, I am fine with that. I am yeah. fine with him. If you let him stay home, don't go up too much. Just keep things measured. I could live with that. I think the panel could live with that. Right, guys? Yeah. That's fine. Perfect. So those are comments. Thank you, everyone who's made the comments today. It's been really good. You guys kind of, we saw the pain and anger. Then we saw the bright happiness (laughs) pop up. And then we got some love for the music. So you guys rock today. No doubt about that. Thank you guys for everything that you've done. Um, On that note, of course, if you want to follow us on Instagram, all of us, it's running across the board down there. Definitely do the, do so uh, at Heart of LAFC, at Defenders of the Bank. LAFC Scarf, look down there. It's down there. Follow us all. See what we got to say, the hot takes and all. Check out their show. Usually it's like the night of the results. Um, you guys are <laughs> hardcore when it comes to that. I'm still licking my wounds sleep. and finding my voice from singing, but thank Sad. you for the measured responses. That's for sure. Uh Dude, always good. Um, and beyond thankful for you guys for coming on today because it was good. We it's been a long time coming. I think we were long overdue to have a have a good talk out. And I think this was a good one under the circumstances and the results. I think this was a good good mix. Uh, so on that note, usually this is the point where we get to that yes that moment where we talk about the final thought of the day. And so what I think I'm going to do since we've got five final thoughts today, uh, we're going to start with our crew. And then I'll have Philly and the scarf uh, do theirs before I call mine off for the day. So, like Bam and Tony, like great, which one gets to do it? I think Bam had to start it last time, so I guess uh, Tony. That means it's you, sir. Final right. thoughts. Final thought of the day. First off, thank you, Philly and Scarf, for coming on. I always enjoy listening to your podcast on a drive home while working. It's always fun to always chat with you guys at the tailgates and everything. So, for all you guys listening here. Make sure you check them out. They are fun. They give you lightheartedness. It's always fun just to hear what you guys are thinking and everything like that. Um, the other final thought I have to say, if you guys want to, you will change your mind on Austin. I've gotten Bam to finally watch it, and he's changed his mind. Watch the Copa 90 saving uh, Columbus. Wow, you yeah, will yeah. change your mind on Austin of what you how, how they think. I... Austin fans are a couple of them. I'm just that rubbed me the wrong way in that that uh, that documentary, but I'm happy the way everything went off because again, we were the outsiders. We didn't know what was going on with that whole situation, but that brings up to light of what happened. So if you have a good three hours to kill, or you know, there's it's three episodes, but spread it over time, it's a good it's a good watch. So that's my final say. Thank you, brother. That brings on Bam. Go for it, brother. Uh, again, thank you, Philly. Thank you, Scott, for coming on. 
I am one of the millions and millions that listens to your podcast. I'm a driver to work. <laughs> um, again, Philly, I'm sorry I missed you when you came to Australia that, a couple of years ago, but I decided to go to America that time. So, What are the odds of that happening? I mean, unbelievable. <laughs> Complete flip-flop. Um, again, yeah, watch the documentary, listen to the podcast. Thank you to everyone in here with the comments, spamming the comments and all that. Um, one final thought I want to leave you guys with is with the run of form lately, I still don't believe that we're currently 6-5-6. Six, six. six wins, five draws, six losses after 17 games. I thought it was more losses than that, but looking at, the, at it, we're actually 6-5-6. Six, six. So halfway there, 50% win-loss ratio. Let's knuckle down. Beat San Jose. It's a 9 a.m. kickoff Monday morning for me. I'm going to hate that. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, it is what it is. Let's get the win. Thank you, brother. Good stuff. So on to Philly. Final thoughts, my man. I just want to say thanks for inviting us on. It's it's always an honor to be on the first the first real LAFC podcast, Hard LAFC, and you guys are the torchbearers. I mean, the reason we even got into the game is because of, because of you and Jerry. So if we don't see each other between now and then, I want to tell you a heartfelt congratulations on hitting 200, the only one in this pod fam to do so. It is not easy to get to 50, let alone 100, let alone a 200. So that's a testament to your hard work. And obviously, you've done a real kick-ass job since the departure of Jerry. Oddly enough, I've seen Jerry more now being involved in indoor soccer than I did with LAFC. I thought that was kind of funny and ironic. But, uh, I mean, always listen to you guys. I, I love I love you, Tony. Obviously, we hang out all the time. Bam. Uh, I- I'd love to have a shoey with you, a, a legit shoey, preferably in your neck of the woods. I know you're chomping at the bit to come to L.A., but I'd rather be in Australia, non-lockdown. So there- that's a story there. Um, another beloved of the listeners as well. It's-, it's funny that you said the millions. You definitely got me smiling. Fi- final thought. <laughs> uh, f- final thought. Look, it's been a rough season. Last season was a rough season. At the end of the day, this is entertaining, and we just have to get it out of our heads that, you know, we we can't think that we're the 2019 team. If you stop thinking that we're the 2019 team, maybe some of these losses will be a little easier to stomach. Not four to one losses, that's for sure. That's, That's awful. But when it comes down to it, yes, it's all on Bob. It's on the players. Stop blaming Ted Lasso and rally towels for our losses because they really have nothing to do with any of that. And that is my final thought. Well said, brother. I'll say rally towels for 100%, not Ted Lasso, but rally towels. We'll, we'll go. That's a whole other podcast. Wrong color. <laughs> Definitely wrong colors on the day. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Like Ollie coming Ollie. back to the bank, we'll bring this one back into the one, the only, the scarf. You know, again, guys, it's this is just like hanging out with friends. I mean, yeah, apparently this is going out to, to the Internet and this will be forever, but I'd just rather <laughs> sit and talk football, soccer with you guys than do pretty much anything else that I'm doing. So, again, thank you so much Amen. for having us on here. Look, for, for me, it all goes back to something that we learned very early on in Ted Lasso. And I think when we talk about the first half, the abject horror, the disaster, the dumpster fire that was that first half, we need to just be a goldfish, guys, because you know what? The, the losses should never feel like they get easier. 
the losses should never be fun to watch or easy to stomach. But at some point, you've got to take that ball, wrap it up, throw it away. And that's the first half. Because you know what? Everybody, I, I want to give everybody a little ray of sunshine. Go back and watch the second half. The second half is actually an enjoyable track meet. It's back and forth football. It's a little bit more of the LAFC of old. So if you're just a goldfish about the first half, second half, not so bad. Lots of optimism going into Bank of California North as we head into this game. And look, it, we're all supporters of this club, black and gold, best times, bad times, doesn't matter. But I'm saying it right now, it's just going to make it that much sweeter when we hoist the cup at the end of the season when we figure this out. Can't want the rainbow without the rain. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You can't get tough unless you, you have a couple rough sparring sessions, and that will say that, right? That was the bitter pill we needed. Yep. Another bitter pill, both against SKC. There's something I'll to do with that. that. <laughs> it is what it is. I think that says more about them than it says about us. Let's be real. <laughs> yep. But Scarf is right. We need to take the bright from that. There's some other things that featured. Fall is the story. I think fall is the story for this game that you need to have a takeaway on. And the fact that we can rise from the ashes and still play a game after getting shellacked for the first, what, 55 minutes? Not even getting a shot on goal till it's actually a goal to still then plug away and keep playing. So, Scarf, you're right, sir. Got to stay got to stay positive because there has to be better days again. We're, we're not... We're LAFC, damn it, right? Like, it's not, we're never going to be San Jose and just stick with it. We're not going to be the budget team. It's not going to be that way. It's right. temporary. If we're having doldrums, it's temporary. There's no way we're going to cheap out. Not a chance. Not in this town unless you want to be irrelevant. So, well said, brother. So, I guess that brings me to my final, final thought, right? And that, of course, would be just being beyond grateful for you guys, Philly, Scarf, for coming on here. As we lead up to episode 200, you've seen me in the highs, the lows, the point where we couldn't even get back on air again. To me, asking Philly for, for tech questions like, man, I got to get back. But, man, I don't even know where I'm going to start this thing because it is really from scratch. I had no gear. There was nothing. It was, you know, I was kind of the guest of Jerry, right? I was on air. We're doing our thing. But he was a producer. That was his thing. So I had to start from the very beginning. And we had a lot of people helping along the way. A lot of people helping along the way, but you guys have always been there, always been supportive, always checking in for the highs, the lows. You can read it when things aren't right. Philly, you're an expert when it comes to that stuff. And again, offering the helping hand, pat on the back, and we keep going. So I thank both of you for that, for always being there. Even in the pandemic, we were hanging out, like up on top, like, yeah. hey, we're here. Nobody else is. Feels like a funeral here, but we're here. <laughs> yep. So love you guys. Thank you for love all you that too. you've done. Keep doing what you do, honestly, because the club needs it. We need it. We need the positivity. It's real. That's for sure. And for the rest of you guys, Tony, Bam, you guys are, are my rock, right? This is the three. This is the triple that has been the most consistent. Add in Jason as well, coming in with the vinyl and keeping us going. Add in Fresco too, right? Add in Christine. There's been some amazing soldiers that have jumped in here to make it happen to get where we are today, which gets us to episode 200. Episode 200 does not happen with all of you guys. So thank you guys. And of course, the fans at the end of the day, this show would not be on anymore if it wasn't for you guys offering encouragement week in and week out asking, where is this thing? Is it going to happen? Are you coming back? We want you back on. It's got to happen. Like it's a part of it. 
if if I didn't hear that, right? If we didn't hear the love from all of you guys among the faithful, this doesn't happen. This ain't free. It ain't easy. It's another late night, but we all love doing it because we love our club. We love all of you guys that make it what it is. So on that note, I'm going to say this. Thank you to all of you. Represent yourselves well for those who are traveling up there. And at the end of the day, stay golden. for listening to the heart of lafc make sure to leave us a rating and review on itunes or stitcher shoulder to shoulder the black and gold is taking over <laughs>